0: This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we discuss SAP HANA on FlexPod with NetApp's Marco Schoen and Cisco's Pramod Ramberthy. Well,
1: well, 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 well.
0: Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh yeah. NetApp, I love this company. C4, C4. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house. And with me today, I have a couple of special guests to talk to us all about SAP and FlexPod. With us today, Marco Schoen is here. So Marco, what
1: do you do and how do I reach you? Hi, Justin. I'm a technical marketing engineer for SAP and work since almost 20 years for NetApp. Beside other tasks, I work together with partners like Cisco to create joint solutions for SAP, such as FlexPod for SAP, you can reach me and my colleagues via email at ng-sapcc at netup.com. All right,
0: excellent. We'll include that in the show notes as well. Also with us, Pramod Murthy is here from Cisco. So Pramod, what do you do over at Cisco and how do I reach you?
2: Yeah, Justin. So uh, I'm a technical marketing engineer with uh, Cisco UCS Solutions and Performance Group. Um, I have more than 15 years of experience in this uh, IT industry focusing around uh SAP Technologies. Uh, my current focus is converging infrastructure solution design, validation, and associated collaterals built for SAP HANA. So um, I'm based out of Waldorf, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. our uh, contact details are available on the, um, the FlexPod Design Guides website, and uh, we could be reached uh, via that link there. All
0: right, excellent. We'll also include that information in our show notes. So we have Cisco and NetApp here, and I guess that means that we have our own FlexPod for the podcast. So I guess we have a pod. Is that is that accurate? No. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, so seriously though, let's let's talk about FlexPod. So, could you give me a, a brief description, Marco, of what a FlexPod solution is for people who are not familiar with that concept?
1: Sure. FlexWord is a defined set of hardware and software that serves as an integrated foundation for both virtualized and non-virtualized application workloads. Uh, It's composed out of of storage uh, from NetApp, um, networking and compute elements from Cisco, and it's uh, actually a reference architecture that has been tested and validated to work together as an integrated infrastructure stack. In short, FlexWord is a way for customers to uh, an easy and sure way to facilitate their success. Using best-of-free technology and our architectural Cisco-validated designs, customers have a blueprint that allows them to remove risk from initial implementation and scale their success in a repeatable fashion. For SAP and SAP HANA customers, removing any guesswork or question that might slow down SAP migration and implementation projects, it's almost as important as performance. There's nothing more costly or dreaded than SAP project that don't go as planned.
0: Okay, so with, with FlexPod, I guess the concept here is that we've got a, a recipe for you to set up rather than trying to have you figure out how to do it. And it's basically step-by-step-by-step by step by step to kind of guide you through the process. Is that is that correct?
1: That's correct, yeah. it's uh, Everything is documented. This is really step-by-step. Step, and then if you follow the path, you will get the desired performance and the required performance which, which you need for the SU or SAP HANA system. And you mentioned
0: Cisco validated designs, so can you give me a little more information on what it means to be Cisco validated?
1: Cisco validated design means that uh, the whole description which you see in the CVD um, is actually has been set up in that way. The components are defined and described which has been used, how it has been combined and how it has been set up and that's documented and you can repeat it uh, uh, whenever you want. It, it's just, it's tested, it works. We are doing uh, HANA, in case of SAP HANA performance test, failover test, um, so that the customer who follows this uh, design guide and implementation guide that um, there will pass also the requirement tests uh, f- from SAP.
0: So I imagine that a FlexPod for SAP versus a FlexPod for something else is going to differ slightly with configurations. Can you give me some examples of how you would configure a FlexPod for SAP that you might not see for other applications?
1: So the main difference comes from the application. For example, SAP HANA requires some specific KPIs and um, you have to take them in, into account. Yeah. Um, um, and that's um, the secret behind it, uh, the, uh, how to set up the storage system and how to use, uh, how set up and configure the network, the network bandwidth uh, is key to success. So so we uh, have limitation in the amount of how many ports you have to use to fulfill these requirements. That's the difference between uh, traditional FlexPod and, uh, for example, FlexPod for Zapana that we have more restriction that we really can fulfill the KPIs required by SAP.
0: And is there a protocol that's associated with this? I mean, are we are we doing this straight up with NFS? Are we doing this with SAN, or is there a choice? You can, can you choose either one. You
1: can can ch- uh, there are different CVDS out there. Um, it's NFS and it, it's fiber channel. Both are certified as uh, for SAPANA um, uh, within the uh, Taylor Data Center program from SAP. Uh, ISCASI and SIS or something like this is not uh, certified, so you only can use NFS or fiber channel.
0: Okay. And then as far as NVMe or Fiber Channel, is that something that's on the horizon for certification or is that something that isn't even?
1: We hope so. Uh, But at the moment, it's not um, um, suitable. Uh, uh, You can't certify it. Uh, SAP doesn't support it.
0: So with with a FlexPod, my understanding is because there's Cisco elements and there's NetApp elements, you would probably need support from either or side, right? So I mean, if you have something that goes wrong. Does that mean I can call either NetApp or Cisco or do I have to funnel everything through NetApp or everything through Cisco? How does that support process work?
1: The support process works with uh, any other Flexport solution. There's a certified, uh, you can uh, use either Cisco or NetApp to um, open a case.
0: Okay, excellent. Need. So it's uh, pretty just flexible. To add, so ahead, ahead. I
2: think, uh, yeah, so and we have this Cisco Solution support, and it's kind of a single window for uh, bringing in all the all the requests or queries, and that's kind of internally followed up separately with the Cisco and NetApp teams.
0: Okay, excellent. So we we've talked a little bit about FlexPod, and we kind of fleshed out what that is. Now let's talk about SAP, which is going to be the application that that powers this whole thing. So promote. Can you give me a little bit of information about SAP?
2: Yeah. So, uh, see, SAP has been, you know, is a market leader in the enterprise application management software space. You know, they have a comprehensive portfolio of uh, software solutions that allow customers, uh, irrespective of the size, to manage their business effectively. Um, While they represent the gold standard when it comes to enterprise uh, resource planning systems, they have successfully branched out to several areas, including customer experience, uh, travel and expense management, um, uh, uh, and so on in the recent times. So with the with its flagship legacy ERP, SAP, uh, ECC systems, and uh, with the current future-ready SAP S4 HANA cloud, it actually helps transform business processes with intelligent automation built in for the cloud and runs on SAP HANA. So SAP HANA, uh, HANA as you know, it's, it's a market-leading in-memory database that offers real-time processing speeds and it dramatically simplifies the data model. Um, and with with uh, SAP's lineage and leadership dating back to 1970s, you know, at this point, they hardly need any uh, introduction. So I'm sure you know they are a go-to platform for serious businesses and can be found at almost every Fortune 50 company.
0: Okay, yeah. And a lot of people have heard of SAP, but you know, I, I think what happens is they know the name. They just don't necessarily know what it does or, or how it works, right? So... It's, I think it's important to understand that because it really ties into how the FlexPod offers additional flexibility as well as simplicity to setting up those environments. Because SAP itself, you know, similar to Oracle, it's it's very hard to to get all the pieces moving correctly in the right direction. So having that infrastructure in place in the back end is going to be essential to that. Yeah, true. So
2: you know, uh, I would say FlexPod is definitely an ideal uh Platform of choice uh, if, uh, for the customers to implement SAP and SAP uh, HANA, uh, you know, uh, implementations. So, uh, the, you know, for the same reason, we have the CVDs, the NetApp uh, technical reports, wherein we have actually captured the best practices how a customer can implement SAP. Uh, with SAP HANA database as the underlying database, or even if it is some non-HANA database too, like Oracle or SQL, we still have white papers which which capture all these best practices, uh, you know, as to how you can actually, uh, you know, uh, best utilize the underlying FlexPod infrastructure to host these applications in a manner that you know it, it uh, satisfies the KPIs uh, that are required by SAP, and also to derive the kind of performance that a customer would want to.
0: So SAP itself is a, is a pretty large company. How, how long has NetApp and Cisco been working with SAP? And what's that relationship like?
2: So uh, for the Cisco part, right, you know the relationship with SAP dates back to the times uh, when we when we had our initial offer of uh, scale-up uh, appliance for SAP HANA. And it was based on the Cisco Unified Computing System. So uh, Cisco back then was one of the earliest certified SAP HANA appliance vendors. And this is I'm talking about in the around the 2011 time frame, and uh, right after this, we followed up with a joint scale out solution offering with NetApp uh, with, for the SAP HANA scale out uh, system, which was uh, uh, certified as well. So from then on, we have been working very closely with uh, SAP HANA's product management team, uh, the uh, Integration and Certification Center, uh, which is ICC team. Uh, uh, through the evolution of our offerings over the years, and at the same time, co-in- co-innovating to adopt key technology differentiators that can actually add value to customer implementations.
0: Yeah, and that relationship is important because y- your solution is only as good as the application running on top of it. So if if we don't have their buy-in to make sure this works properly, then it, it's probably not going to work out for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. That's very that's true.
0: So, Marco, did you have anything to add to what Promote said?
1: Yeah, for the NetApp part, we have a very long re- relationship with SAP. Um, we, uh, since 20 years, we are a global technology partner of SAP. And, uh, of course, NetApp is a customer of SAP, and SAP is a customer of NetApp. Um, actually, a- SAP uses NetApp NFS since um, the year 2000. And in the beginning of the partnership, um, NetApp and other partners, we jointly developed the concept of adaptive computing, today known as SAP Landscape uh, Manager. Uh, For this, we got uh, with other partners uh, um, the SAP Pinnacle Award Award from SAP. In addition, um, we have uh, deep integration uh, with uh, SAP products or databases, um, such as NetManager for Oracle, uh, which was or is a back end solution for Oracle databases used for SAP systems. And also, we have SnapSender, where we have an equation for other databases uh, used uh, in SAP environments, such as SAP HANA, uh, Microsoft SQL Server, DB2, you name it. Um, also, um, um, large deployments of SAP um, uses our storage as backend. For example, the uh, Business by Design solution offering and uh, also the HANA Enterprise Cloud uses our uh, storage at the back-end. And um, as, uh, like Cisco, we have been one of the first storage vendors who, who work together with, uh, for example, Cisco for joint SAP HANA appliance, and we also offer... At, uh, as one of the first or the first one uh, for the SAP HANA data, data center integration um, for storage. Yeah, and uh, today we work also to, uh, still together on, on different board checks together with SAP uh, in case with Cisco, for example, in the SAP Data Hub, uh, now called SAP Data Intelligence and um, IoT Solutions. And uh, last but not least, we offer a solution for hybrid and cloud-based environments to run the SAP business. So it sounds like
0: SAP plays in a lot of different areas, and you know, infrastructure pieces, and that's important when you have a partner that can do those multiple things, uh, like NetApp can, and, and you know, and to a, another extent, Cisco as well. I mean, Cisco can play in a lot of different spaces. In addition to that, so it, it really is useful, I think, for a partner when they have partners that can do multiple things without having to, to change platforms or change OSs.
1: Yeah, in this case, uh, NetApp and Cisco, it's a, it's a good fit because we, 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 uh, our solution add, add up. So we have the storage com, uh, uh, solution and Cisco has a really, very, very uh, um, good um, um, networking and, and compute solution, which combined uh, has a big advantage compared to other solutions.
0: So, promote. what are some of the usual pain points that SAP customers see when they're trying to set it up? And, you know, what, what is the infrastructure challenge they run into?
2: So, uh, the, the usual pain points, you know, customers uh, see are, you know, uh, managing uh, the total cost of ownership. Uh, second, you know, they have to work around uh, infrastructure as requirements change. And at times they find it a little rigid and uh three you know uh, they might worry about long deployment cycles uh for uh, it could be uh, they could worry about the risks that are involved with the implementations and the, and the and the corresponding business outcomes and uh, finally the the data management complexities and uh, the operational challenges you know day to day management and uh, how how well their investment is protected is something that actually are the, the the pain points that customers uh, always see when they try to uh, you know start off uh, with uh, sap implementations uh, you know or sap hana implementations as such
0: so where does flexpod fit in there like wh- why does that help the the overall uh, solution with sap and with all the other pieces
2: oh yeah so that's a great question in fact uh, let me, you know, briefly talk about the same, you know, the pain points that I just highlighted from them back. Uh, maybe I can go over them and see how, or explain how uh, FlexPod uh, helps. Um, so with, uh, uh, you know, how does the customer achieve low TCO? So with uh, SAP HANA TDI implementations with FlexPod, uh, it allows integrating the existing infrastructure that you know, customer already has to drive better resource utilization. So customers. Can run SAP hana uh, also fully virtualized uh, at the same time getting a bare metal uh, level performance uh, while achieving the system consolidation so uh, with with this um, resource consolidation what i'm seeing is you know there is reduced cabling dramatic saving in power cooling and space uh, with cisco UCS and all flash arrays and and all this leads to uh, improved tco and on the flexibility side uh, a big benefit for FlexPod architecture is the ability for it or to customize or flex the environment to suit customers' requirements. Uh, a FlexPod can easily be scaled as requirements and the, uh, demand change. The unit can be uh, scaled both up. When I say uh, up, it's like adding resources to the existing FlexPod unit, and it can also scale out, where you can actually uh, deploy multiple FlexPod units, and uh, with this, they can actually uh they, they actually can do this because you know it's all aligned to the pre-validated design principles which it is built on and when it comes to the the uh, the deployment phase uh FlexPod is away is you know available either via pre-provisioned or a flexible configuration based on a customer's unique needs you know either way i see the deployment uh, will be significantly faster near instant for pre-provisioned and up to almost 50% uh, faster for custom configurations compared to traditional deployments that involve additional lead times, and these additional lead times are usually because you know it hasn't been planned, it hasn't been validated upfront. So you know there is definitely a tendency to to uh, you know to waste more time doing all that. Um, coming to the deployment risk uh, that a customer would would think of, so FlexPod design is, is is highly resilient with uh, built-in HA and DR mechanisms all the way to the component level and it delivers high availability and supports the business continuity strategy, whatever the customer might have. Uh, with the availability of tested and validated design guides in terms of CVDs that we have, the Cisco Validated Design Guides, and NetApps um, Technical Reports, and, uh, and other use case specific white papers that we have, uh, it can aid actually, you know it can aid the customer to, uh, to have high quality, repeatable deployments, uh, and the customers are assured Performance systems, along with collaborative support with between Cisco and NetApp, which is actually covered by the Cisco solution support that I spoke some time back. Um, and uh, the other couple of points, right? When, when uh, how how does he manage the data uh, in 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 the times of complexities uh, surrounding uh, surrounding the the way the data uh, flows in, the way it is managed, and so on. So um, with Cisco's InterSite, which is part of the UCS and NetApp data on tap. They simplify the data management across architectures, be it blocks or files, whether it's on flash, whether it's a disk, or even on cloud. So, and even the data location, whether it's uh, an edge application or to the core core of data center or even to the cloud. And and finally the deployment models also, like it could be a scale up, scale out, it could be a bare metal or a virtualized, or it can even be an app lens or a, a SAP TDI uh, implementation so in all these uh, variety of use cases uh intersite and NetApp on tap uh, you know it makes the data management seamless across architectures. and finally coming to the operational efficiency uh, and you know and whether the you know how how and the investment protection for this matter i would say you now flexpod supports advanced hybrid cloud services to enable data movement between core and multi cloud it, it's so easy and fast. The same same level of data management experience for multi-cloud and on-premises scenarios. So Cisco Intersight provides this unified infrastructure monitoring for FlexPod and workflow orchestration for NAS and SAN across the edge and cloud. So with this, right, uh, the customer is rest assured. Like he his uh, day-to-day operations are being done with ease, and his and his investment is definitely future-proof because this, there are a lot of aspects of uh, cloud where where the uh, transition is nowadays, and that's being completely covered with our FlexPoint solution.
0: So you've mentioned Cisco Intersight a few times, and I'm sure a lot of people are aware of what that is, but can you give us a little bit of a uh, an overview of what that brings to the table, what it actually does?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, before you know, Intersight, would, I would just step back a little and probably uh, you know uh, uh, introduce uh, Cisco UCS manager, which has been... Uh, the 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 foundation uh, with which the Cisco UCS computing system started off. So as you know, the like Cisco UCS it forms the uh, compute um, and an uh, you know, compute layer for the uh, FlexPod infrastructure. Um, and Cisco UCS has been revolutionizing the way the servers are managed in data center uh, with its flagship management platform, Cisco UCS Manager, which was which has been the, from the start, and the current cloud-centric operations platform, which is Cisco InterSite. So uh, with Cisco UCS Manager, you know it, it 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 has provided the base you know where we have had a unified fabric to manage servers irrespective of the form factor, be it uh, a blade uh, server for, or a, or a rack server, uh, and irrespective of what the communication protocol we use, uh, this converged IO you know, results in reduced cables, SSD adapters, is reducing a, a lot of uh, you know complexities from the overall solution. So uh, the UCS Manager actually brought in the concept of service profiles. And it made the stateless computing possible by encapsulating all these server identities in the form of policies, pools, and templates, ready to be you know, kind of assigned to any physical compute server uh, waiting to take that form. So the combination of these policies, pools, and templates, uh, along with the policy resolution uh, and uh, the possibility to you know, uh, create it in an organizational hierarchy, uh, this actually gave a policy-based approach to way the servers are managed, and now enters uh, Cisco Intersight. So this Cisco Intersight takes this management experience a notch higher. And now it moves this control plane from the network, uh, which has been the the case in the you know in the time of UCS Manager, where it was uh, where it was kind of an embedded uh, management built into the fabric interconnect, and now it takes it all the way to the cloud. So with Cisco Intersight you can now manage your application infrastructure based on FlexPod, wherever it resides through a single interface. It enables you to now create workflows that automate your application infrastructure deployment, uh, it's decommissioning and so on, uh, whether you want to uh, have uh, systems run virtualized or bare metal, you know, irrespective uh, uh, of any you know, uh, the the variety of options that you have.
0: So we've we've covered Intersight. Um Let's talk a little bit more about the Cisco portfolio here, and let's get into the ne- the uh, the Nexus switches themselves. And this is this is kind of like what the bread and butter of Cisco has always been, like switches and network equipment. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what Nexus switches bring to this solution?
2: Yeah, sure, Justin. Uh, uh, so. Uh, or, say, when you look at it uh, from the SAP HANA perspective, right, um, the compute and the storage are the key ones, and they are the ones that need to be certified and need to be listed under the SAP HANA certified uh, directory. Uh, and the other components, like uh, the, the, the connecting piece, which is a networking part, uh, is something that you know, uh, uh, can actually enhance the uh, entire solution. And that's where the, uh, the Cisco Nexus and the Cisco MDS come into play. So this, we have Cisco Nexus switches, you know, which provide the Ethernet uh, switching fabric for the communication between Cisco UCS, uh, NetApp storage controllers, and the rest of the customer's network. So uh, we have we use the Nexus, the Nexus 9000 series switches, uh, which provide the foundation for the uh, Cisco application-centric infrastructure, which in short, which we call ACI. So with ACI, uh, Cisco brings in the policy-driven approach uh, uh, to the way we define, operate, and manage the application communication at the network layer. So um, you can think of ACI as the UCS manager, whats what it is to the compute layer. So uh, we have had the Cisco, the, the Cisco Nexus switches uh, work in the standalone mode where it used to run on the uh, standard NXOS uh, uh, platform. Uh, and now we are bringing the policy-driven uh, approach to the Nexus switches in the form of uh, uh, Cisco ACI. So with this, the customers can now accelerate their application deployment cycles uh, from uh, weeks to you know, minutes using centralized policy-defined automation management while ensuring tighter security and more comprehensive analytics you now using you know whitelist modeling, policy enforcement and micro-segmentation and so on. So customers now benefit from a centralized application level uh, you know, integrated visibility and real-time application health monitoring across physical and virtual platforms. So um, the, the the Nexus uh, switches all, are are key in in uh, making sure that, especially from the SAP HANA perspective, right? There is a d- definitive KPI where you have to achieve at least uh, a minimum of 10 GBPS node traffic between the various uh, nodes of a uh, scale-out SAP HANA system. So the nexus switches now we, where we are coming to play where we define the various qos like the qos policies we make sure uh, the the configuration is in place which can comfortably pass this kpi from from the uh, sap side so uh, i would say uh, cisco nexus has a big role where it is providing the the the, the, the network backbone uh, to this entire solution and also uh, making it easy making it easy for the customers to implement it uh, you know, compared to the times when we had to actually uh, do the switch configuration from, you know, on a switch by switch basis to this time when using Cisco ACI, you you go ahead and define a set of uh, policies and these policies are waiting to be assigned to the switches which take those identities on and and uh, you're you are all good to go.
0: That's the network side of things, the Ethernet side of things. What about the fiber channel side of things with the Cisco MDS switches? Can you give me a little bit of detail about how those are, are playing into this?
2: Yeah, sure, Justin. So uh, you know what, from the Hana perspective, again, you know, uh, we have been uh, we have uh, worked on the CVDs uh, for a long time, and and NetApp being uh, very proficient on the uh, the IP side of things, you know, uh, and I'm sure the customers also would want to utilize the IP side of it. But uh, with with the Cisco MDS insertion into the FlexPod design for SAP Hana, uh, it actually has opened up the option for using IP as well. So it has been already. It has been all the time there. But we thought, okay, you know, it's it's a good option that we kind of activate it, and and uh, you know, it has been possible with the uh, Cisco MDS coming into the picture. So um, with uh, you know, for for, for SAP HANA uh, customers, uh, this uh, MDS uh, option in the FlexPod design, it actually extends the choice that they have had so far uh, in terms of uh, the protocol being IP. Uh, to now, the you know to to now uh, FC wherein you can configure the SAPhanaos partition as FC loans, and uh, you know uh, with the with the high um, speed like 32 GPS FC connectivity between the impact uh, storage controllers and, and uh, UCS managers via the uh, fabric interconnect. You know it it allows the customers to really capitalize on on the high speed, high speed uh, SAN fabric and uh, there are you know, the various cases where the customers have had um, some uh, qualified SAM infrastructure in their data centers already. And with this uh, CVD where we have uh, the MDS also covered, it has enabled customers to actually leverage those existing infrastructure and uh, you know enable them to go with SAP HANA TDA implementation uh, using both the FC and uh, NFS, which is anywhere needed for SAP HANA shared file systems. So that way, you know, it has actually broadened the scope and also the options for the customers to to run their SAP HANA systems uh, the way they want it. And um, yeah, so with uh, Cisco MDS, you know, it it kind of uh, uh, you know in, increases the scaling the, of both NetApp storage and the compute nodes. And uh, with this uh, you know uh, new inclusive design. The customers derive increased tenant separation now that they have a dedicated network for FC based uh, HANA data traffic.
0: Marco, we've covered the the Cisco side of things. What does NetApp bring from a solutions perspective here? What's our differentiation as compared to other solutions?
1: Yeah, uh, we from NetApp um, uh, look um, at the uh, tight software integration into SAP um, products and um, trying to enable automated end-to-end automated workflows for SAP-relevant use cases. Um, This solution includes SAP system provisioning tasks as well as SAP-integrated data protection for backup and disaster recovery. Um, Actually, the solution can be broken into three main areas, uh, which is uh, accelerated projects, Simplify operation and enable hybrid multi-cloud cloud operations. Accelerating projects is, is based on the ability to refresh SAP test systems rapidly in an automated fashion. The obvious use case is in the subsystem refresh operation. Is the subsystem refresh operation where data from the production system needs to be loaded into a test system. Combining storage cloning with application-integrated workflows accelerates and highly simplifies these operations. There are also other use cases, like the handling of logical corruption, where you just spin up a clone of your production system using any snapshot backups from the past in a matter of minutes. Using this clone with data before the corruption occurred, you can, for example, just export the data which got deleted accidentally and import the data into your productive system. And finally, the same process can be used to test your disaster recovery workflow, ensuring that the recovery from a disaster is possible if it really happens.
0: So as far as the cloning goes, I mean, I would imagine that's powered by FlexClone. It can also be used for, for verification of these backups as well, not just for the whole like recovery piece.
1: Yeah, sure. That's also possible. Um, there is so for different databases that um, this is available for Oracle, for SAP HANA. So you clone it and run the database where we can check. So the uh, block corruption sh- uh, checker onto the clone. Yeah, right. That can it's also automated. So, what other pieces of
0: the NetApp solution are, are there that would help us out?
1: So it's. Um, it's actually um, the combi- combination, as uh, as mentioned, it's a combination of our snapshot functionality and uh, building up features on this, like like snap restores, um, flex cloning, and mirroring them to the to the other side uh, for disaster mm-hmm. recovery purposes. Um, um, that's the technical foundation, and we use uh, products like Snap Manager for SAP. SnapManager Snap Manager for SAP would be for Oracle databases in the past, but uh, now we go for Snap Center. That means Snap Manager uh, manages uh, the database backups, uh, manages uh, the resource operation, and also ensures that you can go uh, mirror the data over to a different. Uh, location and also allows to to, to clone um, your data into a QA system for refreshing data and so on and so forth.
0: What sort of things can we do with, with these solutions? Like what sort of...
1: Yeah, it's somehow simplifying the operations. But so what, what you can do is... Um, that we are able to upgrade, um, let's say, we are able to uh, improve the lifecycle managed t- tasks, which you need to f- to do on a daily basis or on a regular basis for SAP system. Daily basis, of course, would be uh, backup recovery. That's one topic. I will discuss uh, this in detail also. Another point is um, that you uh, can use this... Uh, for for really test cycles um, one test cycle is for of course is one of the biggest one is uh, upgrade projects where you uh, go over to a new release of your hana database or your ecc system or s/4hana system and um, then you can use uh, our technology um, for for the testing itself to provision more test systems. So what you actually can do is that uh, you have, uh, can create for every developer. You could uh, create your own quality assurance or test or sandbox system. So you can do your um, testing and uh, programming and validation in parallel if you want to. And... Uh, this is uh, really helps then to speed up um, the um, test cycles itself, and uh, of course, uh, snapshot backups and restores are help to uh, implement these um, tests or what, what implement these these um, projects. Um, for example, if you go for an upgrade, before you tested everything, and then a certain step you're going actually for the upgrade. And then you need to do a backup with the old version and you do a... Uh, upgrade main uh, topic uh, task, then you do an, another backup and uh, to have this state, then you do the, the enhancements or changes that needed in the, the system and so on. And uh, once this is ready uh, and, and it has been checked, you do another backup before going live. And if you go for a central backup, these backup times are only a few minutes. But if you would do it for visual streaming-based backup, um, this process, takes. For example, would for a five terabyte database that would ta- could take five hours and even much longer than you would say fifteen hours for this project and this is a different if you can if you can do it in a normal weekend or you have to take uh, look for a very long weekend like Christmas or something like this which
0: yeah yeah so you know, are... the recovery process time is going to be crucial to the success of the business right so if you have if you have a failure or an outage or even something like ransomware right like that that can also be an issue. <laughs> having something that can recover your business very quickly in, in at a reasonable loss of of time, right? So your SLAs have to be within a certain range. That's gonna yeah. be crucial to that whole solution.
1: That's right. So that's where an app comes with Snap Restore. As snapshots only take 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 uh, from the storage point of view uh, seconds. There's some handling required on a database. Um, to freeze it and flash the data, but uh, in general, we are talking about uh, a few minutes, uh, independent of database size. Um, snap Restore or flex clone uh, for logical problems, um, there can be also done uh, within uh, the restore can be done or the provisioning of a new system can be done even also in, in minutes, so in case you have an issue and you have to restore the system, uh, ransomware or something like this. Um, you can do it and it just takes a few minutes. And um, as these uh, technologies um, uh, don't move any data, actually, you can do this uh, without creating snapshot backups, uh, let's say, every hour, every two hours, or most customers go for every four hours. Four hours, that means that your oldest backups is roughly uh, four hours old, uh, in worst case, and then you just can... Uh, use this and it means that the amount of locks you have to apply afterwards for recovering the database uh, is also shortened. so the recovery time will be much faster.
0: So how about the other piece of it, the disaster recovery? Let's say something happens to your your you know, primary site. What do we offer in that in that realm?
1: There are different uh, different options which we uh, can go for. Um, first option would be a uh, mirror replication that is uh, available as a asynchronous or synchronous storage replication. Um, the another, one, another one would be NetApp Metro Cluster software that's actually a synchronous uh, uh, replication which is uh, uh, mostly used for the complete um, cluster, on top um, cluster, but uh, it's actually based on uh, the physical structure um, aggregates, uh, but usually the whole system is mirrored. And uh, another part of uh, or piece of uh, the solution is actually NetApp Flex cloning. Why this is not um, moving any data, it provides uh, the possibility to use the data instantaneously uh, for things like um, creating a new QA system, new test system, new um, sandbox system. Uh, but also you can use it this, um, as uh, to test this disaster recovery solution, yeah, um, because it just uses a snapshot at a destination site. In case of sub mirror, you just uh, create a clone, spin it up, and, and use your um, DR system there. Of course, you need to isolate it network-wise, which Flexport is a very good solution to do so. Um, then you can test it if it comes up in the case of uh, a disaster. Uh, what happened and the good thing is that uh, it doesn't uh, stop your replication at all. So while you are testing you don't break any uh, relationships mirror relationships. you just clone the data, uh, uh, you don't need any additional space, only the changes which come in the time while you do the test and then then you are done. you can uh, repeat it. Uh, whenever you want, and this helps in a, a really also in in, uh, in a real disaster because if you do this testing uh, more often, um, then you are used to it. In case of a disaster, a disaster is a disaster, and, and uh, some people uh, run like uh, headless chicken. But if you train this uh, more often, then uh, this uh, this uh, this really will work afterwards.
0: So you you brought up a point about disaster recovery, and you know when when it's happening. You tend to panic a little bit because (laughs) your your infrastructure is down, right? So, what do we do to help simplify that whole lifecycle management? Like, how how do we make that process easier for the admin to recover from disasters, or to even just set up test environments, you know, without having to think about all the steps?
1: So uh, for the for the uh, test environments or something, we we use our Snap Sender. Um, uh, product with the SAP HANA plugin for SAP HANA so that you can uh, actually uh, um, setting up the whole um, replication and everything uh, on the storage level that's actually handled by SNAP sender And um, if you want to clone the um, um, the data on the destination side for DR testing, for example. Um, this is also a functionality which is offered by SF Sender, which you can uh, do automatically. You just press a button and then you get a clone there. And you can uh, do a refresh uh, if, 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 it's a, if it's, for example, for your QA system. And of course, we are... We have integration in underboard uh, uh, other products like uh, Cisco Insights. We we are talking about Ansible in the future. Um, we have uh, integration in the uh, SAP Landscape Manager, which uses our functionality um, to provisioning systems and so on and so forth.
0: So promote. What is SAP doing to help customers transition to HANA, and, and how how are we helping them with the FlexPod solution?
2: Yeah uh suggesting this is actually a two-pronged uh, approach i would say you know the first is the the customer would need the the you know validated uh, infrastructure and the other thing is he would need all the tools uh, to be able to implement it in the right way so with cisco ucs compute and uh, the netapp uh, all flash series arrays that make up this flexpod platform uh, it's it's fully validated for sap hana and and each of these components uh, of this uh, infrastructure they are listed under the certified and supported SAP Hana hardware directory so this kind of this gives the customer the, 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 the full confidence okay now, uh, I, I, this is the platform that i could run the uh, the systems on uh, you know in seamlessly on the other hand uh, we 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 have this uh, cisco validated design guides the NetApp, a technical reports uh, and and a host of other uh, white papers uh, addressing various other uh, use cases the customers might have um, which are all a result of, series of a series of validation tests that are run by Cisco NetApp engineers, uh, and and in this, um, you know, this kind of gives the customer the confidence to implement, uh, you know, the uh, SAP landscape or SAP HANA system landscape on the on the FlexPod. So uh, this uh, uh, at the same time, right, in, in the, the this this FlexPod uh, platform. Has uh, inbuilt data protection mechanisms uh, with NetApp uh, Snap Center Manager Suite, which uh, Marco just explained in in, in, a, in a pretty much detail, uh, and the kind of close integration that we have with SAP Llama and AppDynamics, uh, you know, uh, application performance monitoring platform. Now these actually go ahead and complete the big picture for the customer. So at the start, you know, we, we he has the base infrastructure. I know the, 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 the validated platform that he can implement SAP and SAP HANA systems. He has all the tools that he needs in terms of the uh, various uh, uh, you know uh, CVDs, NetApp TRs, white papers, all the information is out there. And also he's aware and he's fully uh, aware of uh, the, the features that are built into this uh, portfolio of uh, FlexPod, which caters to all aspects, of uh, the you know uh, application hosting, so with Flexport Data Center, I would say customer has a comprehensive solution that addresses all aspects of SAP and SAP HANA system implementation. And with you know, I would say you know with uh, with our rich experience spanning a decade uh, together with NetApp and Cisco, uh, from the time where we came out with our very first HANA SAP HANA certified scale-out appliance. Which was, you know, uh, on the Intel Westmere generation way back. Uh, to now, you know, Cisco and NetApp, I'm sure, are the ideal partners for customers' transition journey to SAP HANA.
0: I would imagine the conversation's pretty easy to have too when somebody asks, you know, well, who uses SAP on NetApp and then or Cisco, and then you can just say, well, SAP does.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I think true. that's.
0: I think that adds an additional comfort level as well. Yeah. Sure. So, so Marco, you know, NetApp is pretty well known at this point for being uh, a cloud company, right? So we're, we're becoming more and more of a cloud company. How do customers leverage NetApp and transition to the cloud as needed? And, and do you see that happening a lot?
1: No, well, uh, these days, every customer lo- uh, looks uh, for, for a cloud-based solution, that's for sure. So. And also in the SAP environment, uh, whereby... It, Still, most customers are on premises, uh, but we, we, um, as mentioned at the very beginning of this uh, talk, uh, we, uh, our one of our main customers, is SAP, which uses our uh, platform as a basis for their software as a service uh, or hosting offering. So, and. Um, we also work together with uh, all major cloud um, vendors like uh, Microsoft Azure, um, Google, AWS, uh, IBM. Um, we work all, with all them together and we offer our solutions uh, uh, Slightly different at each um, cloud provider, but uh, from our point of view, from the handling and the feeling and the look and feel and the functionality, this is, it is the same. We are trying to uh, go for the solution that we offer for on-premise solution the data management um, topics, the lifecycle handling for SAP systems that we are uh, can uh, we are offering this also at the uh, hypervisors, uh, hypervisors, uh, hyp- hyperscalers, and. Um, um, also, in case of uh, hybrid cloud solutions, so that you have, for example, your productive system on site and you go for the system in in the cloud, or you move your some test systems or your sandbox system in the cloud. That's that's what uh, our goal is to ensure that we have the same function here at all environments. Never doesn't matter where, it, is where it's located, and also we don't care if it's a physical one on bare metal uh, solution, or if it's a virtual one based on VMware or Azure, there's no difference for us.
0: So as far as um, the, the cloud goes, I mean, it's it's kind of what a FlexPod is for on-prem. So, I mean, it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal for transitioning, right? It should be pretty much what they're used to already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, as as what mentioned, the uh, there's um, the Flexpot Also, FlexPods are also deployed at the at some of the um, hyperscalers. So, um, the same advantages there in the cloud, to, which you get on premise.
0: So, promote. How does FlexPod help your SAP customers beyond the HANA and the databases? What other things can we do for them?
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, now uh, that FlexPod, or you know, uh, a combination of Cisco and NetApp. Solution is certified for HANA in you know, a TDI uh, mode. Uh, you know we are given that you know uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an ideal platform for SAP HANA implementations. Um, with you know FlexPod, I would still want to say you know it can cater to the broader broader SAP uh, picture as well, where you know uh, FlexPod still remains the platform of choice if the customer wants to implement SAP applications on top of it. Right, and uh, especially with the with move to SAP S four HANA Cloud becoming more important for customers than ever, um, FlexPod is still, you know, is ideal, future proof foundation. I would say for customers looking at broader SAP implementations with an eye towards the uh, their cloud journey. So, uh, and the apart from uh, uh, HANA to start with, and moving on to the SAP broader portfolio. And from uh, and uh, looking at uh, SAP application implementations with different underlying databases other than HANA, like you know, be it uh, Oracle or MS SQL and so on, we also have a variety of validated uh, uh, CVDs, you no know, white papers which address all these um, uh, various use cases and capture the best practices for their implementations. So customers can actually leverage those uh, and. And going beyond the the application and database, in fact, we have uh, a, a white paper which actually uh, addresses the tab- topic of using SAP uh, Data Hub with FlexPod. Right? So that way, uh, FlexPod uh, is the, a, a kind of a, uh, it, it caters to not only SAP HANA, uh, a broader SAP uh, application space, as well as uh, various other uh, interconnections that, that actually work with SAP uh, uh, in in a big picture. So uh, I would say that way, you know, FlexPod is uh, giving customers uh, all the uh, you know tools it needs, the 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 the, the robust uh, infrastructure platform to implement uh, the the applications that uh, of their choice.
0: So if I wanted to find more information about all this, I guess the FlexPod website is a good place to start. Are there any other ways to find more information?
2: Yeah, that's a good starting point, Justin, and uh, uh, definitely. Uh, on the Cisco side, uh, if uh, you know you a Google for FlexPod uh, design guides. So it, it takes to the to the main page where we have all the FlexPod design guides, the deployment guides, the white papers, for uh, various uh, use cases, uh, scenarios, uh, applications. You know, in, in all in one one single page, and that's a good uh, you know uh, reference point for customers uh, looking for it.
1: Uh, In addition to this one, um, NetApp, uh, you can take also a a look at uh, the website from NetApp.com at the solution area for enterprise uh, uh, application in the SAP uh, landing page, um, where you get more information, including links to the technical documentation, as well as uh, links to the FlexPod site, of course.
0: All right, Marco, promote. thanks so much for joining us today and talking to us all about FlexPod and SAP on our PodPod. Uh, So again, Marco, if we wanted to reach you, how would we do that?
1: Uh, as mentioned, uh, just drop me an email uh, on our distribution list, which is ng-acpcc at netup.com. So you, you ensure that you reach me uh, myself, and uh, if I'm not available, my colleagues will be able to answer your questions. So. All
0: right. And promote mentioned that you can reach them through the FlexPy website, and we'll include that in the blog as well as any other links that they want to add. Yeah, sure. All right. Thanks Perfect. so much for joining us. All right. That music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank Marco Schoen and Promote Rama Murphy for joining us today. As always,
1: thanks for listening. Oh, yeah.